Welcome to another episode of Breezy Banter. I'm Ellie. I'm Josh. <laughs> it's kind of boozy banter, kind of. What was the name we decided on for oh, being high? I'm not it, high right now, but oh, you but are. Oh, I am. Was it baked or blazed? Either way, they both start with B. <laughs> I don't even know if it was. Either was it of not those. either of those? I don't remember. I feel like it was something that I don't even know if it started with a B. It was just something that was spiritually. Well, I am. But anyways, we're talking about history today. Yeah, we I'm are. feeling a little drunk. Ellie's a little cross-faded. Yeah, a little bit. Perfect time to talk about history. That's the historical state of being for all humans. Exactly. <laughs> but, um, we didn't really have a game plan going into this one as if we ever do. Yeah, but exactly. Like, uh, I figured, let's just talk about what kind of historical eras we always like enjoyed learning about, um, and then just kind of go from there. Um, yeah, I mean, let's <laughs> let's start with uh, literally, as it is officially called, prehistory. Prehistoric, maybe? Dinosaurs. <laughs> Insane. Yeah. Like, I don't even know what else to say, I guess, about them besides just... Listen, we are both neurodivergent. I love dinosaurs. We have had our dinosaur phases. Oh, okay? yeah. I used to have these little figures. And I never fully dinosaurs? left that. No, not really. I, like, got other animal obsessions and stuff. I was never, like... I don't know if I was ever, like, a full-blown dinosaur kid. But I also always liked dinosaurs, and I still do. Yeah. Like, it is no secret to anyone who knows me, my favorite place in, like, basically the world is the Field Museum in Chicago. Yeah. I could spend my entire life in those halls. And a large part of that is that fucking dinosaur exhibit. Sue. Sue, just the, all of the fossils and stuff in general, the way it's laid out to display extinction events so that you get that little thrill, that little anxiety while you're and looking it, like, at cool dinosaurs. <laughs> and then it tells you that we're next. Tells you we're fucking next, baby. And I'm like, oh no. It works for me. It's, it's scary. It's thrill though, is there? It's anxiety inducing, but in a good way. Yeah. You look at all these dinosaur bones and they're like, you're next and you're like, you mean I got to be bones in a museum? I'm gonna be bones in a museum. <laughs> and they're gonna have puzzles. And they're gonna give me a stupid ass <laughs> name like Sue. <laughs> Sue Sylvester? Yeah. <laughs> no, but I I love fossils. I love museums in general. That's like the fossil area is a big part of like me loving that museum, but that's also just a good museum. Yeah, it is a good museum. It's just a... Very like, impressive. I just love museums in general, and part of that is 
it was never going to be like my major or anything, but I have always loved history. It was always a class I looked forward to. And it's like, again, it was never like what I wanted to do with my life or anything like that. Like some things were that I didn't end up doing. But it was always, it was never like a class I like dreaded. I've just always loved like learning about history and stuff. And uh, so prehistoric times were always fun to learn about. Yes. Um... But then ancient civilizations. Let's talk about. I think the big three ancient civilizations for most United States public school students. Ancient Egypt. Ancient Greece. Ancient Rome. We we were learning about Mm -hmm. all three of those Every year. Yes. Every year. A little more in depth every year, too. Right. But they were like, this is going to explain a lot to any foreign listeners we have. Because the U.S. public school history curriculum is like, let's talk about ancient Egypt. Let's talk about ancient Greece. Let's talk about ancient Rome. Let's skip everything between ancient Rome and jump to the Civil War. Maybe a pit, and then jump straight from the Civil War to World War II, specifically. Yep. I don't think I learned anything about World War I until at least middle school. Yeah, they held off on that for... Elementary school, literally... A while. Okay, kindergarten, the only history I remember learning in kindergarten. I'm sure there was more to an extent. The only thing I remember from kindergarten, because it was 21 years ago (laughs) for me now, but like... Damn. The only thing I fully remember from kindergarten history, quote-unquote wise, is pilgrims and Native Americans, and they were not calling them Native Americans in Iowa public schools when I was five. Mm-mm. And they, <laughs> and some of them are, still aren't. Some of them aren't. A lot of my schools did start to like late elementary school, but that is like the only thing I remember history-wise. From, like, kindergarten? Yeah, that unlocked a memory for me of, like... I was like, I don't know if I remember anything from that time in terms of, like, history learning. And then you said that, and I'm like, oh, the falsehood of Thanksgiving. The falsehood of Thanksgiving. And the way they pushed it on you at five. falsehood of Thanksgiving. (laughs) Pushing that shit on you at five. The painting of genocide as a nice dinner between two different kinds of people. They were like, we got along so well. You wouldn't even believe how well... The fact that I believed that until I I was probably 10 years old. I bought it. I I don't know. I don't even know necessarily how I could have bought it, but you're so little when they introduce You were so little, and you were drying a turkey based off your handprint. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And you were putting a belt buckle hat on that turkey... Thanksgiving was something you may or may not remember because you were so little, 
But, like, your parents were just taking you to, like, a family function. They were not, like, explaining it the way that school explained it. No, I don't think... I don't think my family ever talked about historical no, Thanksgiving. No, I don't know if my family they were, like, really I think my family was it. very much just like, it's Thanksgiving, we're going to grandma's. Right. Like, that was the extent that was of the, it. the extent. But, school, kindergarten, first grade, had you believing that the Puritan pilgrims and this one Native American tribe, and specifically a man named Squanto, who I don't know if was even real. I don't But know. they had you believing that these Puritan-ass witch-burning pilgrims, racist-ass Puritan yeah. witch-burning pilgrims, and one man named Squanto, solved world peace. Yeah, they literally... Solved world hunger. Solved world <laughs> they peace. told you They that. were literally... You, you were five, and they were like... And you were, like, not really always perceiving the world, but you would ask a question, and your teacher was like, shut up. Exactly. But not fully, because a very historical event happened right before we entered kindergarten. 9-11. Mm-hmm. Which made kindergarten, looking back, a really funny experience. I have a book. That I received in kindergarten. That is a bunch of drawings of children crying about 9-11. <laughs> oh no, and that definitely shifted the American system to be like... Thanksgiving solved world peace. Except the Middle East. Fuck the Middle East. <laughs> no, yeah, they... The way that the they propaganda were, like... they were going in hard... I was six years old. Receiving a book... Of children crying about 9-11. And my literal teacher being like, Muslim people are evil. Yeah. Six years old. Yeah, they... The American propaganda machine and the way they teach history... Is so... Was unhinged. Unhinged. But anyways, once we got a little older, moved on from some of that stuff, is... I, that's when I really started to get into history is when still wasn't always like presented fully accurately, but like when we just started to broaden the scope, I started to get really invested. I remember having, we had a unit that was combination learning history and geography, learning about China in the second grade. And we only had that because my second grade teacher was super into China. She had been there like 10 times. Mm. Her daughter was literally like adopted from China. And so like she was borderline on healthy obsession with China. But because of that, that was kind of my first like sort of non-standard history experience. And it was really cool. And it's like I have had... Despite what overall U.S. propaganda has tried, ever since then I have had, like, a lot of interest in just, like, the history and culture of not just China, but, like, Asia in general. Whereas a lot of the U.S. propaganda is, like, 
China is evil and Japan is our friend, but only because we nuked them. And it's like, we are... And the way that they paint it as a we, first okay of all, thing first that of, we did... First of all, we're not even actually friends. Second of all, that is the worst thing that any human being has ever done. Exactly. Straight up. Literally like, the most evil thing that has happened. Like, everything surrounding World War II is just absolutely horrible. And that right. is what makes it even crazier that that is, like, such a big part of any history class starting in, like, fifth grade onwards in the U.S. Yeah, it's a huge part of it. World War II is such a big part of U.S. propaganda to be, like, we are strong and we are the victors and we are the saviors of the world. Yeah. And it takes a long time to, like, I will blatantly admit that I did not start to unlearn a lot of that until, like, college. No, fully... I, it took me, like, a while to remove myself from that. And just in the sense Like, that, I thought like, it was... I started to I think st- it was weird before that, but I did right. not fully comprehend just the actual horrors of a lot of that until college, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, because college is when they... I feel like I... It I started to be a lot... I took a co- history class in college, but it was so different. College started to give me a lot taught. less... Before propaganda, yes, because before it had really made me think, like in some roundabout way, that we were still the right U- in a lot of. Well, in the U.S., even the way even in high school, you. we learned that nukes were bad. Yes, but they paint like Hiroshima as like a necessity. Like yeah. we had to do it, and I and I know now it. as an adult that it's like Japan was literally going to surrender already at that yeah. point and we just and like, did it to test it basically it was one of those like really yeah one of those things i always questioned because to of the test way they painted something it. so horrible on the tales of the literal yeah. holocaust it was too. Liter- yeah like literally and then the and fact that until high school u.s history fully glosses over that for years post-world war ii we had japanese americans in literal internment camps yeah it's, it's literally like... A big part of being a fan of history and continuing that into getting older is realizing that your country has been the villain since inception. Exactly. <laughs> and they have tried to teach you for most of your life that it's not the villain. Yeah, it's And like crazy. very forcibly so. It's crazy. But and, to get away but, from yeah. that a little bit because we got really political for the last almost half of the last episode which is fine it needed to be said yeah exactly and this needs to be said too but i also want to talk about other things yeah exactly um so let's go back to those to the ancient civilizations we would learn about so let's start with ancient egypt i always really liked learning about ancient egypt and i've always just been in like awe of like the pyramids and stuff me too but it was not my like hyper fixation of ancient civilizations that would come later but ancient egypt was always really fascinating to me and i also i mean it still is because it's like I think I feel like a lot of people don't like fully realize how long the like Egyptian 
empire, like, lasted. It lasted a very long time. The fact that some of, like, the early pharaohs were, like, basically dinosaur times. The fact that some of the pyramids... The fact that Cleopatra lived closer to me right now than the building of some of the pyramids... That is crazy. That is batshit crazy. No, it's... Absolutely. That is batshit fucking crazy to me. No, yeah, it's fucking crazy. The first time I learned that, like, that the pyramids of Giza were built, like, farther from her birth than her entire life to us, I literally still can't wrap my head around No, that's... The fact that Egyptian civilization lasted that long and did have a lot of changes over its time, but also was, like, recognizably the, like, empire that we, like, consider and are taught as, like, being ancient Egypt. That's crazy. Yeah. The fact that the entire rise and fall of the Roman Empire, which is, like, Kind of what we're taught is like was like the biggest end all be all of like what an empire can be. The fact that the entire rise and fall of that lasted maybe like a ninth of Egypt. I literally can't wrap my head around. No, that. I can't either because it's that's it's such a long time. It's a time. About a time that I cannot conceptualize. <laughs> yeah, and that's where I think the, the like time of it all is why Egypt has always been like one of the most interesting ones to me. It's just because it is like some of it was so old, like so 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 old. And so, like, technologically advanced for its time at any time of the Egyptian empires. Like. Yeah. <laughs> are you thinking about ancient aliens? <laughs> no, I'm thinking about hieroglyphics. And those are really cool. But I'm thinking about, like, how people compare, like, emojis. And, like, modern times to that. And it's so crazy because it's just, like... Humans don't change. Humans don't change, but also it's like... <laughs> like, like they're not find, fully right either. They're not fully right. And I don't mean to say that they no, are. No, but, but I also... But yeah. I'm like, there's such and that's, like a human connection there. That's a big part of my always... There's such a like a... And that's a big part of... People trying to communicate yeah. things to each other. Like, I mean, that's always been... Well, that's always been a big draw of history to me is learning about the ways that humans have literally just always been humans and yeah. always will be. And especially, like, in my more, like, adult, more educated, more aware life, that is part of what has kept me interested in history. I love... Just learning about, like, weird little human things. Right. I mean, to tie it back to Egypt, it's, like, the fact that cats were, like, a big part of their, like, culture and what they tied into hieroglyphs and, like, 
we're one of the earliest domesticated animals and we know that because of hieroglyphs and stuff. And it's just like people have always been people. Yeah. We it's see really a little cute. creature and we are like, yeah, we like I that. I think the side of the civilizations that have gone on for like way, 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 way into the past that I think oddly enough, as Americans, we've gotten the like, shortest end of the stick is like, I did not start like really learning about a lot of like indigenous cultures until at least college. Yeah, same. Because they don't want us as, in our case specifically as white Americans, to think about Native Americans, which is fucked. Yeah, very. On every yeah, level. Yeah, exactly. It's horrible. And the more, as I've gotten older, the more I've learned about, like, a lot of, and there are a lot of very, like, different and interesting in their own ways and everything cultures, like, across the spectrum of, like, indigenous. And this is not just in North America, but I'm talking about it within this lens because it's what I know the most about and stuff, but, like, the fact that there is so much like history and so many different cultures and stuff that are a part of that that we just did not learn about at all outside of like the very false narrative of like the first Thanksgiving as kids that is so fucked no very fucked yeah I completely agree with that and the fact that I didn't like I did not look into that on my own until another, like, fairly ancient culture that I didn't learn about until probably high school and then got really interested in stuff. Maybe a little bit, like, in late elementary school and middle school, but, like, the Maya and the Aztec and the Inca, that is all, like, so interesting. And that those are, like civilizations and empires in some cases going back as far and like rivaling like Egypt and Greece and stuff that we just like did not learn about because of colonialism yeah exactly and it's that was like to go back to the field museum it's like that is another part of the field museum that like I think was done really well and I like that they continue to update it and stuff and continue to talk to people from the tribes that are part of these things is like the Field Museum in Chicago had a very comprehensive section on ancient indigenous civilizations and there were parts of it that were like not there anymore and stuff and they would literally have a plaque being like this got removed because the people who are part of this legacy asked us to remove it. And that's something that's like really cool. Yeah. And I like cool. that there was the consultation with those people and like using that consultation and actually having videos of them and stuff alongside the like models of what, like, a city would have looked like in the Aztec Empire, and, like, the fact that I 
didn't really learn about a lot of that that much. Like, I learned about it some, but not that much until, like, college. And also just that a lot of specifically, like, indigenous history and stuff that I know about had to be learned literally just on my own. Like, from the internet and stuff. Because specifically the U.S. is so rooted in its very brief on, like, an overall time scale. So rooted in, in its very brief history, colonialism and racism. and Yeah. And so that kind of brings me around to talk about the parts of history that I also really enjoyed learning about that we were regularly taught because it's what the U.S. tries to pretend they're based off of, and that is ancient Greece and ancient Rome. Yeah. I I like those have guys. been since childhood a huge like Greek mythology, but also just actual real life Greek history buff. Because I am obsessed with ancient Greece. Yeah, I, like I'm. Yeah, it's amazing. It's like so insane to think about. Yeah, especially from where we're. Well, sitting. and it's really just fascinating in the sense of like so much of like philosophical but also just like educational theory and stuff still is rooted back to like bronze age greece yeah that is crazy for real also the fact that that architectural style is like and part of that is the Romans then co-opted it and spread really far and stuff. But it's like, the fact that I can go into downtown Des Moines yep, and see a building that is like fully based on ancient Greek architecture. Yeah. The fact that in our fucking small town that we were in, in like high school and stuff, our fucking bank had like, one of the banks downtown had like Greek columns and gods and goddesses like etched into like the scaffolding and stuff. like that's crazy yeah the impact the that impact. that has had but also just like again the impact on like philosophy and education and stuff and it's like i know some of that does also go into other ancient civilizations and stuff right but there is also just like greece has always been such a for the western world like i am recognizing our bias yeah here and we... like what we were taught and stuff but it is like as westerners greece has always been like the og like right yeah there's so much that's based on it in the mythologies wild and fun but also just like a lot of the actual history is like really interesting and and the fact that we don't really know what caused the collapse of greek civilization still right like it it was probably a variety of things um but the fact that like we don't we still don't know who like the sea people are that like were documented a lot towards, like, the fall that they were, like, fighting with and stuff. The fact that we still don't exactly know who that is 
there's like a lot of theories and stuff but then just a lasting impact that like Greek civilized ancient Greek civilization has had like to this day like with it being as old as it was because a lot of ancient Greece was like chronologically on the same timeline as a lot of ancient Egypt. That's crazy to me. I know. Yeah, that literally makes me <laughs> insane. It's crazy. The fact that Cleopatra was Greek and Egyptian. Yes, that... Every time I think about the that... The impact that those two civilizations... The fact that she is probably like top five most recognizable historical figures in my mind at least. No, yeah, she's like... And she was technically both. Like, that's crazy. Literally crazy. And then ancient Rome. Yeah. I mean, that just... (laughs) Copy-paste. A little bit of copy-paste, a lot of specifically politically... Very... Things that would have long-lasting ramifications for everybody. Mm, thank you. In kind of good and bad ways. Yeah, it's like... Because I am like... Yes, There's a lot of fucked up, like, once you really get into Roman history and start learning about how the Senate and everything worked, it's like, these people were crazy... Why are we basing things off of this? And it kind of explains our fucked up politics. But also something that it's like, if we're going to pretend that we're like this like republic, <laughs> one republic under, under God. God. Oh. <laughs> but like, if we're going to pretend that we're like a republic like Rome, then we need to adopt the Roman policy of like everyone... Like, Romans did a lot of horrible things and a lot of colonialism and stuff, but at the very least, once they conquered a place, they're like, you're a Roman citizen, and you have the rights of a Roman citizen. It's like, we still haven't learned that. We still have not learned that. So, jot that down, America. America. (laughs) President Biden, if you're listening to this, die. First, First things first. But second of all... No, that's actually it. Yeah, yeah. There doesn't need to be a Basically, any American politician, if you're listening to this, which I hope you're not. I don't know why you would be, but die. I hope that you're not. Getting us put on a list with this Yeah, we're getting put on the list. (laughs) No, but I think that's... For me, that was always part of the appeal of Rome, was like, yes, they are like conquering left and right and kind of doing horrible things in that process but at least it's like once they did you can like have full rights as a Roman citizen and they had slavery and stuff but their slavery was kind of less brutal than like more modern British and American and French and a lot of white countries slavery was because their 
old school slavery, which is not to excuse it, but it was much more of an indentured servitude. And you would eventually, like, earn money and not be there. Whereas we, and Britain, and France, and Germany, and basically every fucking Western European and North American country were like, you're a slave and that's all you're ever going to be. And I hope you die. And that's fucked. Yeah. Which is why it's crazy that American school systems were like, we're going to teach you about ancient Rome. Then we're going to jump ahead to the Civil War. And we're going to teach the Civil War and then the Civil Rights Movement right after the Civil War, even though they're like pretty far apart. Not not in the grand scheme of no, things, but in terms, but in terms of, of like, American, American history, history, pretty far apart. They are not close to each other. And act like those two events solved racism. Yeah, because... Unhinged. Yeah, Unhinged no, behavior. Because, yeah, it's like all this time... And they do... The whole, like you're and saying, the fact that the so many Americans, giant time skips. It's and I, I will gladly at least be like, like, I was becoming aware of this a lot earlier than some, but the fact that a lot of Americans did not like open their eyes to any of that until like George Floyd is wild. Yeah. Why is the American propaganda machine so? Like, what are they doing to these kids that it is working? Which, not going to get too into that. We got into that in the last episode. Yeah. But But literally, look inward and try to unlearn propaganda, please. Because... But anyways. Other parts of history I really like. Specifically, once I started, like, studying... English literature and, like, writing and stuff, I became very obsessed with, like, English romanticism period of history. Mm, Yeah. Because I think there's just something, like, camp and funny about it. Like, I'm obsessed with it. I get what you mean, yeah. The fact that, like, right, like, immediately post-English Industrial Revolution... All of these poets and stuff were like, I'm gay and I don't like that. <laughs> I'm obsessed. No, because it's so funny. <laughs> Me too, bitch. I'm in my, I'm gay and I don't Me like that somebody, era. <laughs> Me as somebody recording a podcast and playing video games is my main hobby. And so being in that era with just like technology. Like, yes, I'm going to use it. Exactly. Because it's our world now. But I'm also going to criticize it. <laughs> exactly. But it's I'm, there's something so fucking funny about English romanticism. But also something that I do genuinely find relatable in an era of heavy technology where romanticism really focused on, like, the natural world and just, like, the inherent, like, beauty and joy of being, like, a living being who is, like... Who is an animal and is part of this world like that? Sorry to be a hippie, but it's in my nature. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I fucking love it. 
And that's the same as, like, my favorite period of U.S. history when we got to talk about it has always been the 1970s. I'm obsessed. The weed. The disco. The feminism. <laughs> we peaked. Yeah. We peaked. Bicentennial. 1976. We peaked. We fell off. 200 years was the peak of our nation. Literally. We should have called it quits. <laughs> I don't, like, I can't explain. It's, that is my favorite era of, like, modern U.S. history to learn about. I am so obsessed with the 70s. Not just for the aesthetics and stuff, but it's also just, like, the 70s. And then kind of early 2010s, but not in as fun of a way. Yeah. But it's like, those are the two times we've made the most, like, actual progress with anything. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm just like... (laughs) The 70s could have really... They popped off. They could have really ended it. (laughs) We should have. Because, like... 1976, again... Bicentennial, cap it off at a cool 200 years. Like, we'd already, like, you know what? Just split every state into a separate... The year of 69 happened, like, long enough ago at that point to be like, you know what? And this is also... We we did it. I know this is not a super popular opinion and is also sometimes just presented as a jokey opinion, but I am genuinely, like, we need to just start treating every state as its own country. Because it already feels... We need to be states in the sense that the rest of the world usually refers to things as a state. And it needs to be... Like, I don't mind having... The thing is, I actually like a lot of federal programs and stuff. But most... But a lot of states who are leaning a certain political direction like the one we live in are actively doing everything they can to not give access to any of those like good federal programs and stuff so at that point I'm like let's just all split apart and do what we want to do because then people can move to wherever their values lie yeah and I genuinely feel like The biggest, like, arguments I see against that are more, like, economical. And the economy's not real to me. And this is not an invitation for anybody who knows about economy to come into our comments or our DMs or whatever and try to explain things to us. I actually have a great brain for money. That is, like, algebra and stuff did not make sense to me until college when they put a dollar sign in front of it. And then I got straight A's. Yeah. I have a great mind for money. I just think it's stupid and not real. We exactly. made it up. We don't have to follow those rules. Exactly. And humanity as a whole, in the, the long-term sense, didn't. Exactly. 
like even as long as even with physical money's invention there were still still a long time where it's like I don't have the physical money for this but I can do this and you can do what I need and we'll figure something out the fact that America decided to just and everyone else at this point but like the fact that we just decided to like get rid of that yep and pretend that money means anything and this is history rant and also one of the worst things to happen in US history as always thanks to Nixon if it's not Nixon it's Reagan if but it's like not Nixon it's Reagan and those two bitches but those two bitches have irrevocably changed the course of everything for the worse in every possible way. Yep. But during Nixon's presidency, the U.S. dollar was taken off the gold standard, which was a thing that said money is worth this amount of, like, actual gold. And then they're like, we're not going to do it, and it's just going to mean whatever we say it means. And the fact that, like, half the rest of the world decided that made sense and went along with it. And now we have fluctuating economies and stuff. That's insane. That's unhinged behavior. The fact that credit scores didn't exist until the 1980s. I will kill everybody who had a hand in that. If any of y'all are still alive, this is a threat. (laughs) Not like literally because I'm scared and don't do confrontation and oh don't God. do violence. No, yeah. But um, that is fucked. I That's the worst part of history. Not the worst part of history, but that is a bad part of history. Why is that? Why do we do like, that? We have even us who did not grow up in this time have a lot of nostalgia for the 80s because that is before they felt the actual effects of <laughs> Well, like, like we when have nostalgia credit scores for it, and stuff even we were introduced in the eighties, it wasn't what it is now. Exactly, that's like it, super tied not... to a lot of made-up economic things. Back then, it was literally like, do your neighbors like you? Right. Okay, you can buy a house, or no, they don't. You can't buy a house, and that had its own issues because there was a lot of racism, racism. going on. But. At least, like, a merit system like that is better than a fake system based on based if on... I paid fake money to a fake person. Right. Basically. <laughs> credit, I, the entire concept of credit makes my blood boil. Yeah, same. Mine's been improving, and I literally haven't done anything differently than I've done in the past four years. And it's gone up like a hundred points. What's that about? Nobody I knows. I don't know. They just decided. It's not real. They literally just Money decided. Money is already confusing. It to could me. tank five hundred points tomorrow, and, and I would still be like, I didn't do anything. Credit on top of that, and I'm like, what the hell is this? No, and again, exactly. It's like even as somebody who, again, it's like I am not good at math. That's like a known fact about me. But if you put a dollar sign in front of any math problem, I will solve it. And even being like that, like my brain working that way, I still don't think money's real or valid. It's mm-hmm. stupid as hell. We're off on another tangent. 
a separate one. We could have gone into the same tangent a few times this episode. <laughs> yeah. But we're on a separate tangent now. But it's like money isn't real. It's not. We're the only creatures that do the money thing. All I'm saying is there's a reason the quote-unquote oldest profession is prostitution. I should be able to go into the store and be like, I'm going to give you the sloppiest head imaginable and you're going to give me a TV. (laughs) (laughs) You know what they probably... Because genuinely, that makes more sense to me. It does make more sense. We are both getting something. (laughs) (laughs) Whereas in our current system, I'm just giving over this fake number assigned to my life based on hours that I have to spend. Working. <laughs> yeah. And it's not even... Again, all the right-wingers will be like, nobody wants to work. It's like, I actually love, like, doing things, just in general. Like, I would happily work. Yeah. But the system we live in where I have to do it every fucking day for the rest of my goddamn fucking life. <laughs> that's sick. It's looking grim. Looking, uh... Why should I be able to do that when for most of history before that, I could have been like, I will, like, do whatever I can do. Right. And you will give me this thing that I want. Yeah. And we will figure that agreement out and we will get there. Or I can't do a thing that you need, but you have something that I need. But I can do this thing for this person who can do the thing that you need. Like... Right. We we need to go back to, like, bartering service economies. That's because they turned us... This this is me being... This is going to make sense, but it's going to sound maybe insane to... Especially non-Americans, maybe. But, like, they... Fuck it. It starts stranger danger. Your neighbors are not your friends. They turn us into individualists. Yes. They're like, you look out for number one. And that, that's it. Yeah. And they teach you that, and then they show you it in movies. It's like the girl boss that does it all. The, the guy that is the CEO of whatever, because he did it by himself. They pulled themselves up by their bootstraps. It's all this that's like you that take care of you. That from an insanely young age. Yes. Your whole life. Yeah. It, even, like, now, and it's like I am unlearning. That is a specific yes. thing. It, like, I know more it, Americans who fully hate their family than like any other yeah. culture. And it's and that is not to say there are not valid reasons to hate your family and stuff. No, but I mean, fight. I know Americans who have never even had a fight with anyone in their family, but they're like, I don't talk to them anymore. Yeah. And I just don't think that's normal. No, I don't think it's normal. It shouldn't be normal. When for like basically the entire rest of history... Everyone in your family lived within your family until you died. Right. Whether you liked it or not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. Um. And I'm not saying that's like 100% the best way to go, but also just outside of family, it's like societies in general were very, very communal. And yeah. a lot of them still are, but the U.S. is not. No. The U.S.? It's all about you. And it's crazy the for that. The fact that I do not know the name of us. We live in an apartment building. And we there's are, lots of other we tenants. Are, we are 
When I am laying in my bed, I am probably three feet away from somebody else who is laying in their bed. And I've never even seen that person. That is crazy. That is I bat couldn't shit. That the, is batshit. No, yeah. Crazy. I I could maybe pick out one of our neighbors in a lineup. And I'm like talking maybe one. <laughs> the fact that the two neighbors I could pick out okay, there's three neighbors I could pick out of a lineup, but the fact that two of those are from gay day. <laughs> right? And not because you've seen each other in, in the building. Person. Or talk actually, actually spoken, spoken to, them. to them. And one of them is because her dog likes me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, and I, I was going to say, I know or anything, the, but she's the, person like, with the, the dog. only person in this building I have, like, deliberately spoken to at any time. And not, like, a real... But that's crazy. Yeah. And I think the only way it's lasted as long as it has is... Humans are still going to be humans, so we create those, like, communal spaces at work. Yes. For better or worse. A lot of times, kind of, for worse. But it's also like, of course we do, because how else are we going to survive a 40-hour fucking work week if we don't become, like, a weird... Community dynamic with our coworkers. Right, sort of like also the way sitcoms started to move more and more into the office until you're actually like it's the communal space in in the office, and that's obviously everyone knows the office, Parks and Rec, like those huge shows. Because no, but I still think it's very indicative that even before that. American sitcoms were largely either, like, single-family sitcom with occasional guests, like, a neighbor or, like, yes. grandma. And your neighbors usually or, that you fought with. Or it was, like, cheers how I met your mother, and it's, like, the only communal space is, like, their individual homes or the bar. bar. Yes. That is so... Sitcoms are such an insane look into, like, American history and culture and, like, the insane level of, like, lack of community spaces that we have. Yeah. To that, it is, like, genuinely true that it is, like, my community is my coworkers, my close friends, mostly from school in some way or other. And, like, bars. Yep. Those would be it's the crazy. three big ones it's that I'd fucked. say. The closest I've gotten to, like, true overall feeling like community living is probably college. And yes. I know a lot of people feel that same way. I feel that same way, yes. But even then, it's like I still only got to know people that were either in my classes or that I was working with. Right. And maybe, like, one or two people from my, like, dorm building. But it's like, I wasn't, it's like, by time we get to college, we are already so indoctrinated into the, like, way of living they want Americans to live that it's like, I was not going to go out of my way to, like, meet 
my like dorm neighbors. No, I wasn't. Unless we had another thing that was like putting us in contact. Like Right. It's crazy. It is crazy. <laughs> no, yes. With that we're kind of running out of time again, but with a lot of tangents and stuff again, but we always do yeah, that. Always it's no surprise that. if you're listening to this. It's our show. If this is your first time, get used to it. Yeah. If it's not your first time, you should already expect this. But all that being said, I do think history is really fascinating. I think it is probably, I say this as somebody who fully didn't like choose to pursue the study of it or anything, but I do think it is probably like one of the most important fields because, I mean, big quote, but it's like, it is true. It's like those who don't know history are doomed to repeat it. Yeah, it's very true. So it's just like, I do love history. I think it's really interesting. I love museums. Please support your local museums, your local libraries. Both are great resources that are often free or cheap if you are local to them. If you are not local to it, still go to the museums and just pay for it. There's such good resources. This Ending this podcast with just being like museums and libraries are... So important. Very important. But uh, all that being said, you can follow us on Twitter and Tumblr at Breezy Banter. Um, if you need it for any reason, you can contact us at Gmail at bubblegumbots at gmail.com. Yeah, you can't change your Gmail. Um, sticking with the typical school subjects theme for next week, we're going to be talking about science. I think that's going to be really fun and interesting. Um, that is a subject that I have a crazy relationship with. Um, all that being said, thank you for listening. This has been Breezy Banter.